the question that I don't think anyone can answer about Gregory Polanco. What's the plus? What's the benefit? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday morning like this, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Your baseball club lost last night in Cincinnati by a 5-3 to three count. JT Brubaker pitched okay. Bullpen pitched okay. Colin Moran and Phillip Evans and Brian Reynolds homered. That was okay. It's it's starting to shape up the way a lot of people had expected. You know, the early portion of this season. There were going to be certain things that went wrong, some things that went right, some things that gave you hope, other things that deflated you. And that's the way this year's going to go. Anybody who predicted otherwise was nuts. There is some talent there. There is some youth that's worth watching, as Luis Oviedo, the Rule 5 pick, showed again last night. 21 years old, all kinds of courage. Mitch Keller should watch that young man throw a baseball. He stayed in the strike zone, pounded the zone with all of his stuff, even after giving up that home run. This is the way this is going to go. And ideally, from the Pirates' standpoint, they have players that come in, seize opportunities, and get better and maybe become more valuable to the team or even to other teams as they move along. And then there's Polanco, the outlier. The outlier to Everything about this broader scenario. He doesn't fit in any way, shape, or form. He's 1 for 14 with six strikeouts. Uh, Last night, 0 for 4 with a a couple Ks. Not getting anything done defensively. doesn't matter what he does on a base pass since he's never on them. And ugliest of all, the at-bats don't even look remotely competitive. And because the guys in front of him in the lineup have done a decent job, okay, to use that term again, he's also left a bunch of people on the base paths and cost the Pirates at least one win, possibly two, by not doing a blessed thing at the plate. But believe it or not, even that's not why I'm bringing this up. It's not, because the truth is... As I've been saying now for months, this season and the results and the outcomes and all that other stuff don't matter. What does matter is the team and its most important players getting better. So I will re-ask the question that I posed at the very top. What is your optimal outcome? What is your principal reason for not only having Polanco on the roster, but also for running him out there every day. 
Kevin Newman got the night off last night. Polanco still hasn't had one off. The one guy you want to sit down in a bench isn't getting a seat. So I don't believe that this is something from on high or somebody's being ordered to do something. That's definitely not the way Derek Shelton operates. He's going to run the team that's on the field. He's in charge once they're out there in that dugout. 100% in charge. What's the plus? Well, let's see. Let's start with the concept. It's a laughable one, but it, 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 it's something that's at least worth broaching, and that is that he could get super hot and that he could get traded somewhere for prospects. No, no, he can't. He's in the final year of his deal. He's crossed the 30-year-old threshold. He's had a miserable history of everything over the last couple of years. And if he were to get hot, no one would believe it. And even if they did that, no one is going to take on the prorated remainder of an $11 million salary in the year after a pandemic shut the sport down for all intents and purposes. Not going to happen. It is a completely 1,000% untradeable contract. And even if you presumed that the Pirates could pick up some of it or a big part of it, nobody would go for that either because they would know that the Pirates are now only moving him. And by that, I mean releasing him. And when you release a player in baseball, the team that picks up that player is only responsible for two hundred grand of that contract the rest of the year. Even if it's a $20 million a year player, you get that player and you only have to pay two hundred grand. There's not a team anywhere, anywhere, that's dumb enough to do that. So this fantasy that you could trade Polanco for anything, much less prospects, is exactly that. It's a fantasy. It can't happen. It can't happen. So why is he out there? Mentor to the kids? I'm not sure I'd want that. You know, this isn't someone who's exactly been a, a role model uh, in terms of fundamental baseball. You know, nor, by the way, is he, I mean, this is a nice enough guy. I, I really, really, really like Polanco. I'm, I'm not getting personal here, believe me. If I was getting personal, I'd very much be swinging in the other direction. I'm talking about his performance. I'm talking about his production. I'm talking about what it means to the franchise that he's still here. He wouldn't be that type. He wouldn't be that, uh, hey, come on over here, kid. I'll show you how it's done. That's, that's not it either. Just crossing stuff off the list here. That's what I'm doing. Uh, what else? What else could he possibly be out there for? Not his defense, not his, not his offense, not his intangibles. Um, definitely couldn't get anything for him in a trade. Whew. Really, what's the plus? Is it that he could get hot? Here, here, here's one. He could get super hot and help the Pirates win and have the young kids feeling better about themselves. You know, kind of the way everybody did in Wrigley, even though he didn't do a thing at Wrigley, you know, after the first game. 
No, you're not buying that one either. <laughs> I'm not either. I mean, he could, now that one comes back to performance. You know, one for 14 isn't helping anybody win. If he was to do that hypothetically, I'd argue that the, the impact of that would be minimal at best. Trivial. Extremely short term. Kebrian Hayes doesn't need Gregory Polanco driving in the winning run of a random game in May to feel better about himself or to further his development. He'll still be Kebrian Hayes at the end of that day, just as he was at the beginning of that day. All I have is this. Polanco is making $11 million this year. The Pirates' opening day payroll, meaning the projected figure for what the 26 guys on the opening day roster would make if their salaries are paid out for the whole season. The opening day payroll was, if you round it up, $48 million. Out of that, Polanco obviously makes eleven. It's almost a quarter. If you take Polanco's salary out of that equation and the Pirates are down into the 30 range, I think there's a very, very, very different discussion happening behind the scenes with Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball Players Association. I'm not guessing at this when I tell you that this has happened in the past. And I'm not talking about Pittsburgh, believe it or not. When teams get to a really crazy low amount, both Major League Baseball and the Players Association object. They don't like it. MLB doesn't like it because then they have to hear from the teams that are uh, – paying into revenue sharing and saying, what are the Pirates doing? They're, they're below this threshold. They actually get this much just in the national revenue sharing check. How can they do that? If they're at the level that's either at or below the revenue sharing check, it has a terrible look to it. Even if, even if in the Pirates' defense, you were building a roster that has no reason to pay anyone a significant amount, meaning it's just a bunch of kids. And you wouldn't have anywhere to put the money if you wanted to. It still would have a bad, bad look and a bad taste and a, and, and a backlash from both sides, which is something I can promise you the Pirates would want to avoid. Even if they felt in their heart of hearts, not just out of nutting being cheap and everything else, even if they felt in their heart of hearts that this team would be best constructed if a payroll were at, I don't know, $22 million because they just have a bunch of children on it, wouldn't need to pay anybody else, and they could take that other money and theoretically pocket it for the future or whatever else here. Even if you bought all of that, and I know most of you won't, even if you did, you still have to live within the world of MLB and the MLBPA. And they wouldn't go for it. That's all I got. That's the only thing I can think of. That is the only thing that can go through my head as to why Polanco's still here. So what happens 
if Polanco just continues performing like this. All right, if you're Derek Shelton and you got to wake up and look yourself in the mirror and be a self-respecting manager of a competitive baseball team or a baseball team that competes, you can't put him out there. And if you're Ben Charrington and you're doing the same thing, you can't keep him on your roster. So what happens? A month goes by, maybe a little bit more, and you DFA him. You put him out there, you pray, you pray that someone comes along and plucks him on waivers. They won't. So he gets outrighted. And then when that happens, somebody probably would pick him up as a free agent because it doesn't cost anything. It's two hundred grand for the rest of the year. And the Pirates avoid having that opening day payroll figure looking like $48 million, and it's down to now what? You know, 200000 less. See, even that didn't work. <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea why he's here. None whatsoever. When we come back, just one question. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. after that futile exercise in studying, analyzing, dissecting why Gregory Polanco is still in Pittsburgh. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is always brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That is the sister companion venture to Mike's Beer Bar right there on Federal Street across from PNC Park the side with the Willie Stargell statue on it. North Shore Tavern is the home to steak on a stone, which has to be experienced and eaten, and it's both to be believed. It's also the only pirate sports bar anywhere on the planet. Good, good food, better people. Head down to North Shore Tavern. Today's Just One Question comes from Oh, I have it here somewhere. Oh, it comes from Tony, and that's Tony with an I, T-O-N-I. And she asks, Just a thought, what if the Pirates play Philip Evans in right field, send Wilmer Defoe back down, and play Todd Frazier at third base while Cabrian Hayes is on the I.L.? Could that jumpstart the offense? Uh, that's a lot of moves. And I'm not sure what Todd Frazier would have to do with anything there um Todd Frazier is between being 35 years old and having exhibited a bad back in spring training uh, I don't know that he's going to be your candidate to be at third base 
the Pirates probably have better options there. You know, if even if it's just putting Eric Gonzalez there, he can play anywhere, second, third, short, and he can play them all really well. Uh, I would go that route instead. Remember that Kevin Newman got the night off last night. So if you put Gonzalez at third and you put Phillip Evans out at right field, your challenge then is, oh, teaching Phillip Evans to play right field. And from there, we're going to be assuming that Philip Evans' bat is so valuable that it would be worth uh, a positional switch. Not that he wouldn't go for it. Dude wants to play. Dude thought he was going to get a lot of playing time last season until uh, Polanco took him out for the year by running into him. This would be uh, <laughs> quite a ridiculous turnabout, I guess, if Evans knocks Polanco out of the lineup. Uh, I, I'm not envisioning that, but then I also didn't envision the Pirates trying some of the stuff that they did last year under Shelton uh, when it came to the outfield, specifically putting Cole Tucker out there. Evans' bat, and this is to the credit of Charrington and Shelton, is showing like it can play. I wouldn't go overboard with it. He rammed a ball really, really hard out of Great American Ballpark 445 feet. Uh, players will do that. That was one of just a handful of balls hit exactly that hard last night. Uh, that's the way that place is. Uh, Evans has been productive at the plate. Compared to Polanco, he's been somewhere between Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, and Joe DiMaggio. But teaching a guy in the middle of the season how to play a, a new position, um, th that's tough, and it can also be unfair to that individual because then they can go out there and struggle, get embarrassed, lose their confidence, and then the reason that you put the guy out there to get his bat in the lineup ends up suffering uh, in turn. So, I, But I, I like the way you're thinking, Tony. I really do. You know, because at least Evans means something to your team. You know, I mean, he's 28 years old, so it's not like he's a kid or whatever, but they have multiple years of control on the guy, and he could be a part of what you're doing. Um, you didn't mention Cole Tucker. You know, Cole Tucker and Jared Oliver are both down in Bradenton right now. They're not with the, the satellite camp. They're down there getting specialized instruction on just hitting. You know, I, I there's no one in the organization who doubts that both Tucker and Oliva could make an impact in the majors if they could hit. But, I mean, that's kind of an island of misfit toys trait to have. You know, you have to be able to hit the ball. What a ridiculous episode this has been. But I appreciate the question, and I appreciate everybody who tolerated and or listened to this one. We'll do another Daily Shot of Pirates. <laughs> Point Park.
Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.
All right, so we are back, and 